everybody. Welcome to another episode of Soju Chronicles. I am Nat. And I'm Nikki. And we're here to talk all things anime, mangas, dramas, books, and all of the in-between. Let's start with what are you drinking? Okay, so today I am drinking... I'm, I'm back to another throwback. I've had this before on the show. I don't know if I've had this particular flavor, but I'm drinking an On The Rocks cocktail. I'm drinking the Cosmopolitan, which is a refreshing, tart Cosmopolitan crafted with FN vodka and triple sec. It is 40% proof, well, 40 proof, 20% alcohol by volume. And it says, a wildly popular cocktail. The Cosmopolitan is a simple cocktail with a big history, often referred to as the Cosmo. This cocktail blends vodka, flavors of cranberry, triple sec, lemon, and lime. Pour over ice and enjoy. And so it says to pour over ice. So if you guys hear this clink, clink sound, it's because (laughs) I poured it over ice and I'm drinking it. (laughs) So just you guys just gotta let... Yeah, you gotta let it, just let me live, okay? If you hear it clinking, just let me live. What are you drinking? I, you know what, you have drank that and on the show before, because um, mm-hmm. I remember it. Uh, but I'm also drinking I've the Cosmo because I, I know I've drank. I'm I've drank sure it on, Cosmo. Okay, because I know I've no? drank a bunch of different ones, but I don't know if I've drank the Cosmo on the show before. Mm-hmm. My favorite I is still the jalapeno. My favorite is still the jalapeno margarita. The pineapple jalapeno margarita. That's still my favorite. I feel like uh, spice in a margarita. Ooh. It's so good. Oh my god! The next time you come visit me, watch. I'm gonna blow. Uh, your mind. I have a very bad. I have a very bad history with spiced alcohol. So <laughs> no, like, well, you when you say spice, do you mean like spicy yeah. or or like spice? Any sort like, of spice. Yeah, whatever anytime, anytime i'm no i don't give a fuck me. i don't care when <laughs> you come here when we hang out again we are getting yes. the spicy margaritas that's all okay what are you drinking okay <laughs> i am drinking jacob's creek moscato rosé which i have drank before uh the product details are jacob's creek moscato is a fresh and fragrant low alcohol Austra- australian rosé fancy it has aromas and flavors of ripe raspberry strawberry and candied fruit with pure and sherbet notes the palette is lightly sweet with a refreshing spritz and vibrant red berries on the finish sip on its own with fresh fruit soft cheese or barbecue i have none of those guys i'm sorry so i'm just drinking (laughs) but that is it but yes let us go to the first segment and that is anime and mangas so you read something. So let's start with you. Um. So what did I read? Um. I read. Listen, I don't know. I think I have a knack for finding weird shit, and I think people should be <laughs> grateful to have me in their lives because of this. So I found this manga manga called "Don't Let Your Guard Down Around." young men and it has two volumes on kindle unlimited which is where i found it volume one and volume two i'm assuming that's all there is to the story um because it, it seemed pretty wrapped up 
So it says, Samir is a young woman who often mistake who often makes mistakes at work and has never had a boyfriend in all her 25 years of life. She begins to wonder if her day to blossom will ever come. Then the day comes when Hayat to a young man who can speak five languages fluently and attends one of the country's most prestigious university enters her company as a new part-timer. Hayatu ends up helping Samir out numerous times and all is going well until he finds out she's a virgin. What's she to do when he leans over her and tells her, you want to try it? I'm really good. And to make matters worse, he comes out and tells her that he's going to start living with her. Samir's life was like a dried up desert, but now things are about to get a lot more interesting. <laughs> you know so what's so funny? I, I, actually read a, what? I actually read a tweet earlier this week where this lady's like, why did I hook up with this man? And he, like, in the morning, he went on the balcony yelling out, what, what's up, neighbors? She's like, I'm never bringing him back to this house. That's exactly <laughs> what, that's the same energy that this man is giving. Honestly, girl, listen, listen, listen. When... Cause like okay, so here's the story, right? We we meet with yeah. Samir, and she's like clumsy. Like she was getting yelled out, she was getting cussed out for like not doing something, and that's like the state of it always. Is that she always getting cussed out for not doing shit? So, anyways, so we meet her, and she's like, you know, pathetic looking, whatever. And she's like, oh, everyone's going out, and I can't go out because I have to stay back at work and do this thing that I'm doing. And then she was like, I can't even go on dates and all that stuff, whatever. She's like, I've been single for 25 years, which is the entirety of my life. Yada, yada, yada. Complains, complains. Sad, so sad then, face. Yeah. <laughs> so then the new guy, so then the guy comes and I, what did he do? He, oh, she, so she was going to work the next day and she runs into this guy and then he's like, oh, you should, um, you should wa- look like look where you're going and then he was like oh by the way your panties are like tucked into your skirt and so she like <laughs> had to take it out and then she gets to work and she's like telling her coworker what happened and her coworker is like oh that's so funny and then lo and behold she runs into the guy again and then they turn it turns out that this guy is her new intern and so then he's like oh um you know, next time don't wear lavender panties, like, or whatever. And she was like, you got to be bold with your underwear. So then she gets in trouble again at work. And then he kind of saves her. I forget what happened. It's not important. But he saves her. And so she was like, oh, thank you so much for saving me. Like, I really appreciate it. And he was like, oh, if you appreciate it that much, like, treat me to dinner. So she takes him to, like, uh, one of those, like, you know, those typical, like, Japanese like restaurants where like they have like a room to themselves so she takes her there he takes her there and then she's like really drunk and she's just like venting and she's like i can't like everyone's dating and like in relationships and like i'm always sucking at work and i'm sucking at everything and blah 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 and so then he like is like oh she's so cute he was like have you ever considered that the reason why you're dating like the blind dates that you go on and badly is because you are shit at drinking and she was like why would you say that and then he like kissed her and then she was he was like oh is that your first kiss and then she starts like blushing or whatever and then he was like oh my god it is and so he starts progresses like proceeds to feed her up in the restaurant room (laughs) yes and then she's like oh people can see me and then he was like oh no one can see you 
like no one's gonna come in here blah 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 so then he's like fondling her and then she like he gives her like an orgasm and then he's like okay let's go back to your place so they go to the place and then you know they're fooling around or whatever and then he's like okay i'm gonna stay here and i was like is this man homeless what the fuck <laughs> and then, like, super rich or whatever so anyway so like he she decides that okay he can stay there and so like the next morning she wakes up and she like like leans forward and touches like touches his heart on and then he's like oh you want to get frisky this morning he was like i did here it's good in the morning and then she was like oh my god what are you doing in my bed she was like i told you to sleep on the couch why are you in my bed and then she was like also like what is up with that like why were you and he was like why was i erect oh because um, men get erect in the morning, just like just like women do. He was like, "Let me feel you. I bet you're wet." And I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> so then they leave to go to work, and like you know, she's like, "I don't want people to know that he's living with me." Blah blah blah. So she like is kind of like avoiding him at work. Meanwhile, all the girls are like super into him and like want to date him and stuff. And then she leaves, like, she leaves. I don't remember what happened, but she leaves. Is it, I'm not, Was this the same night, though? I can't even remember. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. So she leaves work, and she's on the train, and she's, like, I guess she's probably heading home or something. And then a pervert is, like, feeling her up. And so then he happens to be on the same train and sees it and, like, decides that he's going to, like, you know, interfere and is, like, I'm going to take the pervert to jail, blah, blah, blah. So then... When he takes her, he's like, why would you not, like, why didn't you not say anything? Like, you should tell people, you know, stuff like that. And then he does, then he proceeds to get kind of weird, in my opinion. He drags her home and he was like, you, I have to strip you right now. He's like, what was he doing? And she was like, oh, he put his hand in my underwear. And then she was, he was like, oh, you're dirty. Like, we have to clean you up. And, like, strips her naked and proceeds to, like, give her a bath. And is like, I must clean you everywhere. And it's like... rubbing her and wiping her down because he's like you're very dirty right now and i don't like when people touch what's mine and i was like you've known her two days but okay um i mean he's living in her house so working at her job i mean there's a lot of layers here but okay (laughs) but yeah so then he like proceeds to clean her up and then she's like getting all hot and bothered he was like "Ooh, you nasty all i'm doing is cleaning you why are you squirming and then she's like um, what do you talk about? I'm not squirming. And then there's a knock on the door. And when you open the door, there's this blonde man. And that's how the first volume ends, right? So then the second mm-hmm. volume now starts up. And it's this blonde guy. His name is Kazuki. And he's like, where is um Hayato? And then um, Hayato was like, what are you doing here? How'd you find me? And then it's like, he's like, father wants you to come back, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, she, homegirl now is like, what's happening? Like, why does the father want him back? Like, talk to your brother, blah, blah, blah. And like, Hayato, he like, stream, stream, um, like, storms out, right? So when he storms out, he storms out and they are at like the 
he like dra- grabs her hand and like pulls her into the work and then like while she's in like she they come in together so like people are like why did they come in together and she was just like oh we just walked we just happened to like walk by the same like the building at the same time and that's why we, we came in together i'm like but why were you holding hands dummy but whatever and he proceeds to he's like oh how can you call my brother by his first name but you don't call me by my first name and like it's making out with her and then she's like people will see stop it so then she once again gets in trouble at work and then he saves her life and then she's like oh i'm so grateful and then they like are they went go into like this um conference room and he's like fondling her and then someone tries to break in and then that doesn't like then they like slip apart and then he's like ha ha have her all frustrated for the rest of the day so then like the day ends and they're like oh let's go back to her house but then he was like no let's go to the hotel because my brother is still parked in front of your house and then they go to the hotel and they're like kind of hooking up but not really right and well they are hooking up i don't know why i say well not really but there's been no actual like penetration at this point yet he's just been fondling her all the time type thing um yeah so then they get so when they get to the hotel he's like oh what like he's like they're like talking or whatever and then hooking up and then she was like yo like why aren't you talking to your brother i think he has something important to say like you can't just keep running away all your life blah 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 and then he storms out and then she just assumes that he went back to the house so she went to the house but he wasn't at the house it was just his brother and then the brother was like explaining what the situation was and that like the older brother was supposed to take over the family business but then he lacked he was like very slacking about it so then the younger brother now he has a pressure so he thinks that that's why he left home because he feels an enormous amount of pressure right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. then she's like oh well now i feel bad about what i said and like you know i i love him and it's so hard and then the brother is like already girl literally (laughs) (laughs) so then yeah very instant love so then the brother is like he comes to him and then he's like oh um you know you, you're so naive and but it was getting a little sketchy like seemed like he was almost going to like you know take advantage of her but then he was like she was like what are you doing this for like i love your brother leave me alone and then he was like haha i was just testing you to see if you were after his money but you're not you're a good girl and then she like goes to bed thinking that he would come home he doesn't so then they she goes to the office the next day and um i don't even remember did she see him no she didn't see him at the office she saw his uncle uncle calls her in and the uncle is like um stay the fuck away from my nephew he needs to marry someone rich with money so fuck off and so then she goes back home and she sees him and then he has like his bag and she's like oh he's breaking up with me and i'm like are you guys even together but okay um (laughs) and so she like is like he's about to leave and then he's like why are you looking at me like that and then she was like oh you're leaving blah 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 and then they reconcile and he's like i'm not leaving you i'm just i just have to go face my demons with my father and then she's like i understand and he's like are you gonna miss me and she's like no and then he was like well i'm gonna make you miss me and so they then proceeded to actually have sex and then like after that like they he leaves and goes talk to his father and she resigns from her job and then he buys like a new house for them and he's like to our future and the end so that's the book that is like is that even a story at this point (laughs) like what knack for finding these things Matt I tell you all the time I mean I'm sure there's a market for it but also okay um sure 
<laughs> it was 30 minutes of my time. Not even. Probably 20. Yeah. It was like 20 minutes of my time. It was fine. <laughs> okay. Well, I actually, while you were saying that, I actually remembered something else that I had read. Uh, but I'll talk about that second. First, I'm going to talk about Defying Kurosaki-kun. And that is by Makina. It is the plot is Yu Akabane has worked hard to reinvent herself for high school, and there's only one step left in her plan to leave plain Jane, her plain Jane days behind. Asking out her idol, the White Prince Shirakawa Kun. Uh, when circumstances lead to you moving into the school dorm where Shirakaku Kun boards, she thinks she's found her lucky break. But unluckily for you, the Black Devil, Kurosaki Kun, the boy everyone at school, including the teachers, is afraid of, lives there too. And when you finds him, he's all too eager to punish her. So basically, this whole, like, I would say maybe 10 chap, 10 volumes of this 18 volume story is of him being like, not necessarily mean but just bossy like he's really really bossy and very particular about things and he doesn't like small talk Mm -hmm. he doesn't like talking to people i thought there was some trauma in his past but no he's just always been like that it's very strange and her being like i hate it i hate it i love you i love you like it is so funny because literally (laughs) they'll be fighting because basically she stands out to him because she's the only person who stands up to him literally like, she's the only person who's like, no, fuck this dude, he sucks, whatever. And so that is, like, after, you know, aphrodisiac to him. So he's like, okay, so what's 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 your deal, kind of, whatever, right? And so he is basically like, you have to listen to me. You have to follow everything that I say. And he literally called her Fido a couple of times, too. And she's all like, oh, fuck this dude, fuck this dude. But also, I want to fuck this dude. And so he would, and then he'd be like, like kissing her and like biting at her skin and shit like that and she'd be like don't don't but also like okay and then like getting really into it it was like very strange because i was like i i was like i feel like no time this girl was like not into anything anything that this man wanted her to do it got to a point where like she he would get like upset with her or whatever because she didn't listen but she was very reasonable for not listening and she'd be like i should do better and i'm like girl what like what is even going on here but also i found myself being like you know i kind of see the vision i'm not really into like grumpy men or anything like that but i really do think that a dude who just doesn't want to do small talk all the time just wants to like you know read go about his business come home like like i that really ideal as well too instead of somebody who's very social and just like flirts a lot and blah 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 like the white prince like Mm -hmm. i don't know i was like you know even though this dude kind of not my deal i kind of see the vision and also he has an older brother and a dad and they're all hot it was it was serving (laughs) so like the story like basically the conflict in this story is like at the beginning it's the two of them obviously because you know he's kind of a dick and she's like you know, she used to be, like, really plain Janie in middle school. She dyed her hair in high school. She wears a ton of makeup. She's trying to be, like, and you know, very sort of, like, ant- the anti-her in middle school. So she was getting over that, like, her inner conflict, you know, with not feeling, like, cute enough and whatever. And then the white prince, who Shirakawa Kara Khan is, like, his best friend, and they're, like, super tight. And he starts to, like, get feelings for you as well. And that kind of causes, like, uh, rift between them and then like another girl comes in and she's like super pretty 
Um, and like people, she had tons of haters, but also she was kind of a bitch because she's like, yo, fuck these. She's like, fuck these girls. I'm like, I'm pretty. I was born pretty. Like, what can I do about that? All these guys want to date me, so I'm gonna date them. And and then some girl tried to murder her, and I don't care what anybody tells me. Like, if you're dropping a potted plant from the third floor on somebody below, you're trying to kill them. So that's what happened to her. Somebody hit her, and she got a scar on her forehead. So that's why she has bangs now, right? But like nobody wanted to date her because they were like kind of afraid of that situation. So she moved to, to this school and she's like the queen bee at this school with these people. And so she wants the black prince. So she was trying to get with him too. And then like somebody from his child, from his like home, their hometown, some guy who literally is like, I'm like, why does he hate this man so much? Like literally to the point where he's paying people to beat him up and get him expelled and shit and like burn down his house. He just did all this because he's a super fanboy. And he likes him when he's, like, isolated and scruffy and, like, whatever. And he wants him to be like that. He doesn't like that you is making him soft and, like, adding friends to his 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 group. Like, it was kind of crazy. Like, this whole story, I don't think there's a point. You're not, like, say I love you, I feel had a meaning. It had a point. Mm-hmm. It was trying to teach you something about, like, self-love and, like, growing up and, like, maturing, all that kind of stuff. And just, like, you know being lonely like i feel like say i love you is all about loneliness this this manga had no fucking point at all (laughs) every other issue was him making out with her and her being like no don't and then like yes please like really it didn't have any point but i consumed like 73 chapters of this in like three days so clearly i enjoyed it and it's fine exactly um (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly i just can't find the very end of this and it's pissing me off so I'm gonna have to like do some deep some deep digging. I might even have to pay for it, but that's fine. I actually really did enjoy it, so it's fine. And then while you were talking, I actually totally forgot that I had read Dick Fight Island last oh, week. Oh yeah. You did. <laughs> so there was that tweet with a photo of um the um mangas the lgbtq kind of representation in manga land and like this was one on there and it like it kind of blew up the whole dick fight island thing kind of blew up so people were like oh what is this what is this and that's how i kind of knew about it so basically dick fight island is a manga created by Rebun Ike, and it is um set in a fictional island archipelago um, only recently discovered by the outside world where a competition is held every four years to decide the new king. The competition is a fight between champions representing the eight clans with the men who orgasm first losing the battle. So basically, like, there's eight islands and each of these islands have, like, a theme. You know, like, some are, like... <laughs> I'm trying to be serious here, okay? Okay. So each of these islands have a theme and, like, you know, one island is about, like... um people who are like really earth like very connected to the earth and they make like pottery and like healing shit i don't know there's one that's supposed to be blessed by the goddess for long life and they're all blonde and then like there's the water tribe so like you know you know like the standard sort of tribe that they have right and basically like they had this really huge battle back in the day and like apparently they instead of going with a democratic system where you would vote in a leader they decided that a battle royale a la dragon ball would be the best thing but no not like dragon ball because no we're not fighting for real we're just trying to make each other orgasm that's basically what it is and their costumes their costumes are like these like really 
elaborate things that they put on their penises so that you can't get to it. <laughs> but wait, the best part about it is that um, Hart, who is a member of the Jewel, Jewel tribe, who'd been studying abroad for four years, comes back to take part in this tournament. And he comes back with this exciting new battle strategy from the outside world. Because I guess after all of these years of these battles where dudes were just touching each other's dicks, nobody discovered that you could um, anally stimulate each other. This is something he had to find out because basically he's been fucking his roommate in the outside world. So he comes back and he's like, I have this new strategy. I'm going to win, bitch. And then like they're fighting and he's like, I'm going to show it to you. And he does it. And the guy's like, I've never felt like this before. And like people are coming up to him like, oh my how God. did you do that? You need to show me. I swear to God. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> So there's that. And then I'd be like, there's little side stories, like two of the competitors are in love. So their battle's kind of weird because it's like, ha ha ha, I'm going to try to make you come, but also, ha ha. And like one dude, I guess he lost a couple years ago, but he's been in love with the, the co-kings from last the last time. And so he, and then there's like, I don't know. There's all this stuff going on. And then Hart's roommate comes, he comes to the island because he's in love with him and he doesn't want him to do the competition. Uh, so there's that. And it's just like really, really funny. I don't know. I'm just like, I can't believe somebody wrote this. Somebody published it. It's in the, it's trending. It's selling really, really well as well. But also like, you know, there's a market for everything. Okay. There's there a really market is. For And if people everything. are willing to pay money for this, go right ahead. I did not pay money for this. I'm sorry. It was ridiculous, but it's also not for me. It's it's definitely not something made for me, but I I thoroughly enjoyed it because I thought it was so funny. <laughs> like, I was just like, this man was like, you need, you promised you would teach me how to do it. I was like, what is even going on? Y'all don't have the internet? Pouring up? Nothing? Like, okay. <laughs> but yes, um, Dick Fright Island exists. It's marvelous. <laughs> uh, I would, um, I would give it, I would give it like a three point five out of five because it's great, but it's definitely not for me. Um, uh, okay. I was oh, I more, I didn't more rate, curious. I didn't rate the manga that I read. Oh, that's getting like a two, like because it served. There's no purpose <laughs> to that thing. It was. Honestly, like I said, it served its purpose in that it allowed me to say that I read a manga. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's two. Yeah. All right. Um, and then <laughs> the Kurosaki Kun, I mean, I'm going to give it like a 4.5 out of 5. I haven't finished it, but like, I'm pr- I don't see any... It's almost done. I'm two chapters yeah, away. And like, I don't see and like you from there. Yeah, and then you're always so like... Like, you're already at the point where like, you don't think that you would not give it some like high ratings, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Dramas. <laughs> so I am assuming that the only dramas you had to talk about are the ones that we're watching together, correct? Yes, I did a bit of a drama break or breather. Okay. I think after, yeah. 
All right, so, so I'll go first then. So other than the two dramas we're watching together, I'm watching three other dramas. Um, and I, these are, I guess these are kind of like first impression looks at these dramas because I'm not very far in either of them. Granted, two of them literally just came out last week. Um, but for tomorrow, which is the first one I'm going to talk about, I just wasn't able to, I've only watched two episodes. So I wasn't able to watch the other ones as yet. Um, so tomorrow, that's the first drama we're talking about. So tomorrow, uh, here's a description. Chow Jong-woon seeks a job, but it's hard for him to get hired. One night, he witnesses a man trying to end his life and decides to stop him. He gets acquainted with Grim Reapers, Cole Ryan and Im Ruo rogue goo who belong to a crisis management team their purpose is to prevent people from committing suicide after jung wong ends up in a coma and becomes half human and half spirit he is employed by a company of grim reapers as the newest member of the crisis management team um and so it stars kim hee sung as go run rowoon as chow jung wong lisa puk as park jung gil and young jiran as im rong Gu. Um, it's cute. I, like, okay, not cute. It's not actually cute. I don't know why I said cute. Cute is not the first thing I should say. It's fun, right? Um, hmm. which is also kind of inappropriate to say, considering that it is dealing with suicide. But, um, in the first episode, we're basically introduced to Gurion, and she is just, like, she is, like, oh, where are they? They're here. And, like, she's talking to, um, Rungu and he they're like he's like oh they're here like we'll meet up meet up with them blah 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 and then like we go to them and it's like this is where you find out like oh these are people that are at high risk for suicide and like she they're like trying to commit suicide in the car by like inhaling carbon monoxide and then she like takes over the car and starts driving like a mad woman on the road okay. literally has them like hanging off the bridge she, she was like and they're like oh and she's like oh i thought you wanted to die so we're i'm trying to kill you guys you said you wanted to die and they're like no 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 we, we won't be we, we promise we'll, we'll be we'll stay we, we won't die we, we don't want to die anymore blah 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 so then they're like okay who they saved those people right but then they also have like a bunch yeah. of damages that they have to get so then we flash to Rowoon's character, Jong Woon, and he's doing like an interview for this company. And he's like, you know, I don't remember the company, but let's, let's just say I'm at this point, I am, um, what's the word? Paraphrasing. So I'm paraphrasing people. So don't take what I'm saying seriously because i don't know if this is actually what he says but he's just like you know super pumped about this company and he's like you know i'm really into this company and i'll i'll work hard and blah 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 and then after he leaves the company he tells his mom he's like oh mom i did a really good job at the interview like i've definitely got this in the bag blah 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 so then when he looks up he says bye to like the ceo and the ceo gives him like a weird look and so then he sits down and then he looks up and he's like like the company's name is like Taeyang Foods. And then he remembers that the other person who was in the interview with him was a girl. And her name was basically like, I don't know, like maybe like Taeyang Shu or something like that, right? So like literally the last name of the company. And then that's when he realized <laughs> he's not getting this mm -hmm. job. And, so, nope. and then it's just like a bunch not of like, all. and then and then they like, as soon as he realized it, he gets the email. It's like, 
we thank you for interviewing. Unfortunately, you have not been selected. And then, like, they show, like, that he's been rejected multiple times. So then he's, like, sad. So he goes and, like, drinks with his friend. And he gets, like, really drunk. And then he's walking along Han Bridge. And then there's an homeless man. And then he's, like, what the fuck is this homeless man going to do? And then the homeless man is, like, seeming like he wants to commit suicide. And he's, like... Uh, I'm not gonna mind my business. So he was about to turn around and he's like, damn it. So he turns around and he's like trying to like tell the homeless man, don't commit suicide. But at the same time, that's also turns out that that's a mark for the Grim Reaper, right? For Gurung. So they all end up like interacting with each other. And Gurung is like, like, leave it alone. Like, we've got this. Just leave. And she's like, I he was like, I can't leave, blah, blah, blah. So he ends up falling into the river as well and then mm-hmm. the old man so the two of them fall into the river and then Goron's like shit now I have to help but then Rongyu he's like oh it's like 6 o'clock on the dot it's time for me to go home like I'm done working like once his he, he they basically have like this agreement that once his um alarm goes off he's off the clock right that's it yeah, and their team enough. is only I the mean. two and the t- their team is only the two of them so then they basically like basically she saves him he ends up in a coma so then she like takes him to the and it's kind of like a corporation right so this underworld business corporation type thing and our girl kim Suk. i don't know if you know who that is but she's like i call her the best grandma because she's always like in these shows as a grandma and like a bitch mom but she is like the leader and she like tells him like you have two options like either you stay in this coma for three years like you're predicted to or like you work for us and then you can wake up in six months type thing and then he ends up choosing the other option after i think it was after his mom like got really sick and he realized that he needed to um wake up and i want to say his mom is also i think his mom is nation's mother if i'm not mistaken I know his mom oh, is like okay. someone super. I can't remember who his mom is, but hold on, let me take a look. Oh, never mind. His mom. I. It's not Nathan. It's not Nathan's mother. His mom is actually um. Homegirl's mom from. Goong. That's the mom. Which is also she also plays mom. Hey, oh. All the time. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's the mom, and anyways. So, oh wait, no, not Google, another uh, the other one. Anyways, besides the point. So, he like decides to come out whatever. So then he says, so then they were like, okay, so they decided that that's what they were going to do and um he his first task cuz like they were like, oh, which like which team to put him on cuz there are a bunch of like bunch of different Grim Reapers and they all have different jobs. It's like it's basically like corporate, right? So like one's a risk management mm-hmm. team, the other's like a um the other, which is the team that Lisa Hook's character is on, is they escort, like, that's the one that, these are the ones that escort the demons. Like, oh my god, he looks so fucking fine in this drama. Like, oh, that man, he can play the shit out of, like, a Green Reaper, a vampire, like, any type of supernatural. He'd just be looking so fine. Like, mmm, scrumptious. Just so scrumptious. Anyways. You know what um, it reminds so me of, though? Up- it reminds me of um, Black Butler, because they're Green Reapers are also mm-hmm. like very corporate and very bureaucratic yeah and, like and that's like that's the vibe like that's the whole okay. vibe so like um i don't say i'm not like super far in but like what i'm 
what my prediction is, it seems that like every two episodes is like focused on a specific case. So the, the, the case that was focused on for this two episodes was this girl who's like a writer and she's like interviewing this woman who wrote a book and it's like about like paying back your bully and it turns out that like she was bullied by that same girl, right? So um yeah, so far so good. I'm like I'm entertained, it's interesting. Um so we'll get, we're gonna keep an eye on it. We're gonna keep watching. Next time that I that we record, I'll obviously have way more to say about it because I'll be like actually yeah. into the meat of the story. So that's that. Um, so the next one is shooting stars. Um, so a behind the scenes look at the entertainment industry PR teams, managers, and reporters as they scramble to clean up the messes created by their stars. O.M. Bull leads an entertainment agency's PR team. One of her top clients is the star Gong Taesung, who can do no wrong. They were in high school and college together, where he became her sworn enemy. They're, they bicker constantly, but soon develop feelings for one another. And so it stars um, Lee Sung-kyung as Ho Han-bul, Kim Young-dae as Gong Taesung, Yoon Jung-hoon as Kang Yoo-sun, Kim Yoon-hai as Park Ho-young, Park Soo Jin as Jo Ki Pyeong and, jo- and Lee Jung Shing as Do Soo Hyuk. So um, this one is the one that's sparking internet controversy with their very really? distasteful. Yeah. It's the, oh, it's, it's the, the one Africa in Africa, one. right? Uh, it's the one with the okay. scene about the Africa kids with the fucking Lion King pin in the background. I was like... How tone deaf were the people that created that scene? Like, let's come on. But anyways, so basically, we have Enviol, and she is like a she's a PR agent, top of the line. Basically, you know, she gets shit done, and like that's how the first episode starts. Is like her doing a little interview, and they're like, "Oh, what does a PR manager do?" And then she's like. Oh, what does a PR manager do? And then, like, because the way it's, cause it's a rom-com, right? So it's edited in that, like, you know, the way that rom-coms are edited where it's, like, quirky, hijinks type shit. So they, like, mm-hmm. when they, so when she was, like, explaining, she was, like, oh, what does a PR manager do? You know, we were the ones who protect the image and, like, we have to approve articles and we create buzz and, like, stuff like that. And so, like, the episode is actually, so, like, episode one was titled, like, The Most Useless Job. And so she basically, so like we're we're introduced to him, Bill, and she's like talking about you know how she takes care of these clients and blah blah blah. But like she also has no time for herself, and she's like she'll be sleeping and her phone rings and like she has to take care of something. And so then she's like you know today I just I'm not gonna take care of anything like today. I'm going directly like after five I'm leaving and I'm going on a date. So she goes on this date and then this guy he's like oh. You know, she's like, she really likes him. Like, she goes on a blind date with him. And he's like, oh, you work with celebrities. Like, I'm probably, I'm nothing special because you see celebrities all the time. And she's like, no, you're, like, very handsome. Like, celebrities, they're just too pretty, you know? Like, too ungodly. Like, they all have long legs and small faces. And I can't deal with that. And then he was like, oh, but you have long legs and small and a small face. And she was like, oh, thank you, blah, blah, blah. So then she gets a phone call and she's like, I'm not gonna answer it and then she keeps talking to him and he was like no no no, just answer it's fine so she gets the, she answers the call and it's basically it's one of someone at her company right because like they have like she works at a company and like each company has like the different teams so it was someone from the company 
and he was like, mm-hmm. oh, there's a news of one of the stars getting caught with a girl dating. And then she was like, oh, they, like, you know what? It's okay. Like, don't release it today. We'll deal with it tomorrow. Like, just give me today, please. Like, I just need to continue this date. So then she was like, okay, fine. So that he was like, all right, fine. I won't. We will deal with it tomorrow. By the time she goes back to her table, the news hits the blogs. So she had to, she's like, fuck so she's like okay i'm sorry she was like she, it was actually funny it was really funny because she was like she's sitting there and then she goes and she's like talking to him and then her phone rings and then she's like ignoring it and then she like opens it and then she sees like the news and she's like you what a fucking jerk and then the guy's like me and she's like no no no, not you i'm so sorry and she's like shibala and she's like and he's like what <laughs> and then she's like oh i'm sorry i have to go so she rushes out like is sitting in her car and then immediately she's calling like reporters and and she's like no 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 they're just friends you know they got close while they were filming the drama there's no relationship it's fine blah 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 and like you know basically trying to like cool her off and like they tried like they made a point of showing that like you know it started at seven right it was 7 p.m that she was on that date and then she wasn't finished dealing with the crisis until like midnight basically and so then she's heading home and everywhere she goes you see Taysung, Taysung picture here, Taysung picture there. Uh, he's in the, yeah. he's on like the fucking like, um, what's it called? Bus. He's on like the bus mark. He's like, he's, this man is everywhere. She literally goes to her apartment, takes out a beer, and then she looks at the can and she's like, what the fuck? Because it's his face is on the can of beer. And I'm like, sis, you didn't see that before you that bought sucks. it? Why are you acting so surprised? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I guess maybe, you know, like, when you're not trying to see somebody, I think they pop a little bit more than they would have initially. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But anyway, so she's, like, upset whenever it goes to bed, and then and then they sh- and then the infamous Africa scene happens because they they cut to Taysom who's like working as a humanitarian in Africa. They didn't they didn't fucking specify where in Africa, just fucking Africa. Of course, they never do. And- they never do. <laughs> and he brought fresh I'm like, water you know what? to we them. Like, and stop. We should stop like talking about Korea like it's a country. Just say let's just if we just called everywhere China, they'd be so pissed off. This is exactly <laughs> the same thing, you know, like Africa. <laughs> It's the biggest freaking continent on this planet, but just Africa. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, so they they like cut to him and then he's like, you know, helping them out. He gave them water and like he has like an attachment with this little boy and like he buys him shoes and he's just like, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, he's doing so perfect and he's being so humanitarian over there. And then she's just like, oh, fuck that man so much. Like she literally, like the hatred that is on her face for this man. I'm like, damn. Did y'all have that nasty of a breakup? Like, what went down? Because, you know, my theory is that they dated. I don't care what nobody wants to say. <laughs> but then, so we we are, like, she goes to, so, like, the next morning she goes to the office and the boss is, like, talking to all of them. And he's, like, he's basically saying, like, he's saying to them, you know, we need to, when Taysan comes back, you know, we have to treat him well because he's, like, the company's goal, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, there's two other people. So, um, Yusung, he's a manager, and so his Ho Young, they're both managers. And so the boss was like, hey, 
you guys need to go do your physicals, like your yearly physicals, and stop rushing it. And they're like, okay, fine, we'll go do it. But before that, a really funny scene. I have to talk about this because, like, he right now is one of my, like, one of the characters that I find so hilarious. So Lee Jung Shing from um, CN Blue, I think. He plays this character, Do Sohuk, which is like the lawyer for the company. While he was in the meeting, he looked at them and he was like, he told them, he was like, um, listen here, my work hours are eight to six. Do not call me after six. I will not answer. Don't try to <laughs> message me, nothing said, like that. And he was like, <laughs> sorry, no, and then he, he was, said like, oh, two don't bother <laughs> like i'm sorry oh, i love it and then, i love it and then he was also what even made it even better too he was like and then also while i'm at it um let us just he was like i am the lawyer for the people here like I'm, I'm he was like i'm a lawyer for your clients i'm not a lawyer for you i'm a corporate lawyer please don't ask me personal business like i don't care what's gonna happen if you, if i don't want to tell you what's gonna happen if you um fight your boss and if you're going to still get a severance play i don't care about how much your your settlement is in your divorce like type shit literally calling out everyone in the room who ask him for personal information <laughs> so, then, so then he walks off right so then the three or three the trio which is hanbo ho young and yusung they go into the elevator together and then ho young was like oh isn't soha kind of a jerk so then yusung and hanbo was like uh so you're the one who's been asking him personal questions. <laughs> so then they were like, okay, let's make a bet. We're going to get our physical, right? So they go to get their physical done. And it's like, it, it basically goes like this, right? They're, they're sitting there getting their physical done. Then Yusung gets a call and it's like something with one of his clients. He has to leave. So then it's like, okay, fine. Chill, chill, chill. Then all of a sudden, Ho Young gets a call and then so does Hanbu at the same time and when they look down uh-oh it turns out it's the same client from like earlier in the episode that they had said oh he was just hanging out with his co-star because they had gotten close turns out this man like there's pictures of them like kissing and everything so they're like shit we have to say that now we have to go spill it to say that they're dating and then she asked her <laughs> so she was like she asked her she was like what is up with your with your dude and then he was like why is he two-timing and then she was like oh he's not two-timing actually he's three-timing and he's like damn they're both like damn he's doing better than me so then she turns off her phone goes into her do her thing also sujin is in this by the way girls say sujin she's actually kind of cute in this too like her character is like a reporter and she's very oh, like this is the drama um, she's in okay yeah okay yeah so her character is like a reporter and she writes like articles and stuff and she's best friends with hanbil as well and so they like she was dating this one guy like there was a scene where she, they were talking and she was like she and Bill was like oh are you dating oh are you going on a date with that guy this weekend and she was like oh no it's someone new she was like i broke up with another guy she was like why did you break up with him when did you break up with him she was like oh i broke up with him last week and she was like why he's like oh he's going into the um no she was like he he lied he's actually not five years younger than me but 10 because i think sujin's character is 30 in this she was like yeah he's actually 10 years younger and then hanbo was like what and then she was like and but that's not the worst part. The worst part is going to the military. And she was like, "I'm not gonna be no man's side piece for two years." That's why I broke up with him. <laughs> Fair enough. And then, and then like everyone calls her pessimist because she's like very sad about her job. Um, and then like um, Kim Solgi, I don't know if you know her, but she, she's like a really popular like actress as well. So she guest starred as this like fun loving idol that's like 
happy, happy, happy vitamins, so cute, blah, blah, blah. And in reality, when she meets her, one day, like, one day she follows her out, and the girl, she's, like, smoking, like, oh, I can't believe I have to talk like this to these stupid fucking idiots. Like, she's just, like, <laughs> the worst. <laughs> I love so that back, dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so back to Hanbul. So now Hanbul, you know, went to get her colonoscopy, phones off. All of a sudden, she turns on her phone. Big drama, the biggest drama ever. And it's with Taesung because it, while in Africa, he hit a volunteer, essentially, right? And so everyone's like, what? No, not our God. And so she had to, like, you know, tame that story. And it was funny because she said the story. She was like, he would never do anything like that. Like, you know, everyone knows, we know him well. Like, he's not that type of person. And then the story actually came out that he didn't actually hit the the person. They were just playing a game and then the guy got bruised. However, in the second episode, at the beginning of the second episode, she's talking to Yu Sung and he was like, oh, look how you tamed that story. And then she was like, he did it on purpose, didn't he? And then Yu Sung was like, you know he did. Because Taesung was mad at the volunteer that a volunteer wasn't giving him the ball. So he then proceeded to hit the volunteer in the head. And then they sprung the story because he's that type of petty person. She was like, you know who he is. He's a petty person. So then they're like, you know, just chilling or whatever. And she's like, okay, I need to find a new job in six days because he returns in six days. And she was like, I can't be with him in six days because then they revealed that, like, he's been threatening her. He's like, oh, I'm going to make your life a living hell when I come back from Africa type shit. And so she's like, I need to get a new job. So she's in, like, the coffee, sh- like, in her, like, little, like, the workplace, just, like, chilling, right? And then all of a sudden, he comes in and he's like, you're smiling. That makes me very unhappy. I'm going to ruin you. And this man, literally, (laughs) she's working. He's literally sitting beside her at her job. Oh, you you made a typo there. Oh, that's not right. Literally tells her, oh, you can't drink two, no more than two coffees a day. Oh, I don't want to do this play because she told me that I should do this play. Like, he is a menace. And they're just, like, bickering with each other the entire time. And I live for it. You know I love a good bickering couple. Like, I inject that shit into my soul. And then, like, eventually you find out that, like, oh, they went to school together. And, like, the sh- the the script that she gave him is, like, a script that is, a like, that's supposed to technically be their story, apparently, it seems. So he's, like, because, like, you can tell that this man loves her. Like, ain't no doubt about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this man yeah. loves her. And you can tell. He's just, like, one of those annoying type of people. So he, and, like, they definitely dated because there's, like, pictures of them, like, doing the heart and whatever. And then at the end of the second episode, it was, like, kind of revealed that they were dating because they were, like, someone sent a tip to them. And they were, like, oh, um, Gong Taesung's secret girlfriend. And it's a picture of her. And so that's how the second episode ended. But, yeah, so far, I actually, it's fun. Like, I think it's, like, a nice look at, like, the behind the scenes people you know so like the managers and the reporters and the prs that are dealing with these nosy ass celebrities um i'm worried that there might be a love triangle but i don't know which direction it's gonna go yet because like it kind of feels like there's gonna be a love triangle but also it feels like there isn't right because the lawyer guy he kind of looks like he might be interested in Hembo, but i also feel like they could be setting up for him and Sojin's character to have a thing, right? 
And then, like, Yusung, I don't think Yusung is interested in Hanbo in that way. Like, to me, it feels, I think he's interested in, and he has, like, a, a client that he manages. I think he's interested in her um, instead. And I think that they are, um, she is, like, she's obsessed with Taesung. So she, like, really wanted to get casted in a drama with him and that's now they're both gonna star in this drama that they're supposed to be doing together so i think there's something there and then ho young like she's interesting as well and i think her and this other dude that was like her boss previously but he went and got his own company i think they're gonna have like a love line instead so we'll see how like the different love lines play out but i also really what i really enjoy is that like hanbol and yusung seem to have like a platonic friendship like a genuine platonic friendship and i don't think i've ever seen like a male friendship that's just genuinely platonic in a long time and i'm hoping it's platonic so but we, I, I might eat my words in the end but yeah you might be in love shooting, <laughs> might be yes but yeah so that's shooting stars and then the other one is love all play which this one surprised me because i was always gonna watch it like no there was no doubt in my mind that i was gonna watch this drama because you know i have to feed my husband like he it's his first drama where he's the main lead um well i mean not his first like he was the main lead in the in um which is diner but like also eh, that was yeah we don't talk about that but (laughs) <laughs> this is like you know a romance drama and so anyways love all play a sports romance drama that depicts the passion and affection for a badminton of a male and female protagonist who's a mixed couple who's a mixed doubles group with players from the badminton business team park Jun, who naturally wound up in the world of badminton because of his parents badminton equipment business although he had begun to see the sport as work his passion for badminton is reignited due to a desire to impress a woman park Yang is a former aspiring olympian who had to leave the badminton world for three years due to a bribing scandal so i actually was hoping that i i I'm intended to watch the four like to watch the two episodes this week before we recorded mm-hmm. but i didn't so this is only based on the, the two episodes that i watch as well and so um it starts Park Ju Hun from Extracurricular as Park Tae Young, Chae Jung Hyuk from um, uh, Stove League, which is where I first saw him. But you know he's been in like Neverless and which is which is Diner and a bunch of other stuff. But Stove League was the first place I saw him, and I think that was his first drama as well. And I fell in love with him in there because he was so cute, and he's so cute here too. Oh my god, I love him. Like oh, he's so cute. But anyways. So basically, like the it starts with like Taeyang, and she is like actually no, it started with Tae June, I believe. I didn't say I don't remember where it started. I'm gonna start with where I remember. So like Taeyang, she is leaving this like she oh yeah, it started with Taeyang. So she's like making sushi and she's like leaving this thing. It she had quit badminton for like three years, I believe. Um. Mm-hmm. So and then she was like, "Yeah, I'm returning or whatever." So then it cuts to Tae June, and Tae June shows up at this like game, and he's supposed to be playing against this other team, which has Jung Won as, and he's like, he's like a national badminton player, and he plays with these teams. So these are like these people they're playing like as like um professionals. Like this is their job. Their job is to play badminton and perform like in these like spaces because they're all like and they're all like 25 at this point right so they're not like the young ones they're like the senior because like soon they have to transition to being like teachers right um but like that's what they're doing like 
so um essentially he he ends like they're playing the game he ends up walking off the game because one of his teammates gets hurt and then he ends up like quitting the team because he's just like you know it's time for me to retire um but then eventually you find out that like you know his sister is, is like a superstar in the badminton world so like his parents never really paid attention to him even though he's like really good as well because like he own like he has like a lot of male records he's never made it to the national team unlike his sister who has gone and like represented korea and all of that so anyways mm-hmm. so he is like about to he like decides he's gonna quit he's about to cheer up he runs into Yang and like Yang, she was famous like she was like an infamous girl like super good like talented wicked talented all of that and then because of her scandal she left so then when he ran into her he was like oh you don't remember me and then she was like i don't know who you are leave me alone and then he was like well here's my badminton bat you can keep it type thing and then like meanwhile i'm just talking about like the couple interactions right now because like the couple interaction is cute but you know he like introduces or whatever so then later on with them partake in particular um he goes and like interviews with her dad and her dad was like yeah you're too young and like too good for me to take you up as a trainer role right now like you should play badminton for a couple more years and then retire so then he decides to go to this company like the other company and that same company is where Taeyang is and then that's where Junwon is and he got like super excited when he saw that Taeyang was there because he's like oh yeah because like you know you could already feel like the comfortable chemistry between the two of them and he's just like you don't remember me like and then she she was like, I lied. Of course, I remember you. And then we get a flashback to how he was basically the one who discovered her talent. And he's mm-hmm. the one who said, oh, this girl has, like, a talent. And then we find out, like, you know, she was adopted. And, like, um, they, like, played or whatever. And then they, like, they had this really cute scene in the water, splashing and all of that. And then, like, they were like, oh, the rules is that, like, you know, because he's now working like he's now working with her and they live in the dorms or whatever but there's like the girls dorm and the boys dorm and then the rules are like you know you can't you're not supposed to be dating each other or if you're dating each other you get kicked off a team type shit and so um she is like decides that she wants him because no one on her team likes her because you know she's she got caught up as being like someone who um is was involved in bribery but like that's not the truth right like the truth lies where somewhere else because Jung Won him he used to date Jung Young and like there was something about Jung Young so there's like some whole secret that's going on there that I'm so interested in finding out what's going on with that but she basically decides that she wants him to be her doubles partner and then he decides then he's just been giving her hell and then they got into a fight I don't remember what they got into a fight about but then she was like I don't want you to be my doubles partner anymore and then he decided no I want to be your doubles partner so now they're doubles partners but it's so like it gives me like weightlifting fairy Kim Buck Joe vibes, right? So it's a sports romance. So it gives me very much weightlifting fairy Kim Buck Joe. One of the girls, she was in weightlifting fairy Kim Buck Joe, and she hates Taeyang, but they used to be best friends, right? Um, when Taeyang meet up with her, Taeyang was like, "Oh, honey, like long time no see," and she's like, "Don't fucking talk to me." <laughs> and then Taeyang's like, "Well." <laughs> Taeyang's like Taeyang's like oh I saw that you got married she was like I'm divorced and she was like oh you have a I see that you have a kid she was like I don't have custody of the kid and then like on the wow. team they're like doing like the team games or whatever and then they're like she, they like prank her they're so mean to her they're like they're literally like trashing her and then she's like 
oh, you got, like, you're getting paid, I think, like, she's getting paid, like, dirt poor, right? Because, like, everyone's getting, like, $60 million, like, $50 million. I think she's only getting paid, like, $10 million or something. And then homegirl was, like, Young Shane was, like, mm, I don't even think she's worth ten mil. Come play against me, you weak, pathetic bitch. And, like, they, like, they, wow. they treat her dirty. Like, they, she, like, that girl, she is psycho, but it's so entertaining. Because, like, the, 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 the guy was, like, oh, who wants to be Taeyang's partner? And she was, like, if any of you fucking, I'm paraphrasing, but basically, she's, like, if any of you fucking decide to be her partner, I will murder you all. And they're, like, oh, we're not going to be her partner. Like, they made, like, oh, my God. This is why I tell you Taejun is just fucking adorable. He caught on that two of these players were dating. And so one of the, like, that player was supposed to be cooking dinner for everyone, for all of the members. Why this man hide in the in the kitchen um locker so that he could get a picture of them kissing? And then he was like, aha, I got a picture of you kissing. Now you guys are indebted to me. Be nice to Taeyang or else. <laughs> like, Aww, that's so cute. But yeah. It's it's really Aww. sweet. I like it so far. Like it's I'm like I'm nervous because like it's giving me happiness already and I'm like, but it's only episode fourteen. Like what? What? <laughs> but yeah. So I'll keep you posted. Okay. Well, I will then talk about the two dramas that we are watching together. We are watching Come Jangboli together and (laughs) (laughs) so uh the synopsis according to my drama list can a long lost daughter find happiness when she is reunited with her parents after 20 years in a complicated twist a young woman from a wealthy family goes missing and is raised by a foster mom instead of her own parents meanwhile her wealthy parent adopt sorry wealthy family adopts a girl to overcome the loss of their daughter the tensions that arise when the daughter finds her real family results in a journey of understanding and forgiveness. You know, as crazy as that sounds, it's not even as mm-hmm. crazy as the first two episodes that we watched. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. basically, this drama doesn't give you any time to breathe. They just threw as you. Soon as they you just start threw the drama. You in. <laughs> right in, right in. We see that um, Jang Bori, she's a little girl. She's in a car with her mom. They witness this car accident. Her mom gets out of the car. She gets out of the car. Her mom gets in the car. Her mom drives off. She's left in the rain. And so we don't know what the fuck is going on because we're just watching it like, um, okay. So then they do more of a flashback. So you kind of get more history and context on it. And basically, Jamboree's her mother and her father um, are not the perfect family. Her mom's actually a bitch. Like, that's actually like the nicest thing I could say about her mom. But her mom's kind of like a bitch. And basically, like, her maternal... Her her father's mother is, like, the head of this, like, um, Hamburg fam like, making family where, like, you know, they're, like, the Versace of Korea, I guess, at that point. You yeah. know, they make all these custom <laughs> Hamburg for, like, the royal family and, like, for all the, you know, the rich people. And, like, they, 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 cut, they kind of maintain the tradition of it as well, too. And so... Um, we start to find out that the mother, the matriarch, has two sons. The, the first, the oldest son is married to, like, a really nice Jesus lady. Um, you know, she she really keeps to her Bible. I mean, I'm saying that metaphorically. She's just really nice, okay? And then the younger brother, the younger son, is married to Jang Bori's mother, who is um, scheming, maniacal, 
like angry and she has this weird justification for her behavior like she acts like okay before i even say that let me just say basically what happens so far in these two episodes we have um you know <laughs> jangri's mother is up against um the uh, the sister-in-law for like to take over for the the, the matriarch's position right so the whole two episodes are really about this competition but jangri's dad is like i yo fuck this family i hate i hate homebooks i hate everything like he's really against i'm moving like, to canada <laughs> yes literally he's moving to canada you're he's like he, to his wife you're gonna give up your dream we're gonna be a family again because he's basically being the parent and his, like the mother is straight up like oh um i don't like that kid like i'm sorry i know she's mine but i just don't like her so like you have that kind of aspect happening <laughs> and so you have that ha- happening and like the competition is is like really lit like there are no stakes but the fact that there are no stakes makes all of these actions so crazy like jamie's mom literally stole her sister-in-law's dress burns it then when during the competition she, the the um the nice jesus mom was like oh she went to she rented out her competition outfit to this lady whose mother who was like going to her daughter's um wedding who she abandoned and like whatever and like it wasn't even a scam like it was actually like a nice thing that she did and she was supposed to get the dress back for the competition but then jamboree's mom found out and was like nah keep it keep it like we're gonna make her like get no points for this so i can win so that happens and then the sister-in-law wins and jamboree's mom is like livid she's like going insane because she thinks that she earned this because we we see like from other flashbacks i mean we're already in a flashback i guess but now we're in another flashback yes basically she she comes to the she family (laughs) because by because she went there to steal from them because her mother died and like she was really poor and she had all these siblings and whatnot and she wanted her mom to look nice when she died so then she got like the matriarch beat her basically like as her punishment but then she did she didn't go to the house and she gave she she gave the mom like she put the mom in like a custom outfit so that she you know you know you know for her funeral so she looked nice and regal and whatever um and from that moment this jangri's mom just assumed that she like she was gonna do whatever it took to be you know at the top of of everything because for her like it's not just being recognized for being one of the best she has to have the title of the best which is why she wants a position and though we find out that there's a scant this like mystery because jangri's dad almost died and a little allegedly jangri's mother is the one who saved him and out of his gratitude he married her but we're finding out that this bitch done like um poisoned him basically and the matriarch, the, the grandma, she knows. She she knows it's her, but she can't prove it, really. So she's kind of keeping her eye on her. And the gardener is on her side. So the gardener is, like, cleaning up her messes behind her as well, too. And that's just with this this mother, okay? So then we have the male lead, who is Lee Jae-hwa. And his life is even more crazy, okay? So his mother died two months ago. Like at the same time, like at the same time that we're seeing the stuff going on with like Jamboree's mom and the competition and whatnot, um, his mother died two months ago. We find out his mother was is is was or is um sisters with Jamboree's um aunt, so the the sister in law who won the position. We find out that they're sisters, so that's the connection there, right? But mm-hmm. um, Jaehua, his mother died. His father has been having this affair for like 
10, 15 years, has a whole son with this <laughs> snotty bitch lady who's the worst. And then so he moves his 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 bastard child and his mistress into the house. And that bastard ch- kid, he looks like RM. I'm just going to throw it out there. He looks like RM. Can't stand him. But, <laughs> but the kid, and, but the kid is I not been that hating, bad. We've been hating on this child so much because he's so nasty. Like that child, you know and what? The and the one who's who's gonna like end up being the the daughter. I'm gonna get into like, her. I'm gonna get to her. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, but basically, with Lee J J J Hua, he is living like he's just like I just lost my mom two months ago. Like, cut me some slack. His dad's a bastard, a a dick. So he moves his mistress into the house. The mistress is the worst. She's like. She literally took down the photo of the family. She burnt the mo- the dead mother's clothing. She fumbled like she, her bag. She fumbled her bag because she was going into the stores in town and telling everybody she was the new mistress of that house and she was his wife. And this man was like, yo, after she burnt those clothes, this man said like, you know, I'm not even mad that you did it. I'm mad that you did it and you let everybody know that you did it. And that's why you're getting the fuck out of my house. So now she's getting kicked out the house. Um, I will say low RM, like, he's not that bad so far. I mean, his mom is definitely worse. I think he, he is critical. He's been critical of his mom's behavior, even though he's like 10 and she should know better. He has been a bit critical of her behavior. So I mean, know, but he's I'm been rude to his brother though. Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, he's, he's, he's brown nosing the whole time. Like I'm going to be the perfect son. And it's like, okay, but I mean, you're a kid. You have some trauma. I get it. You know, you're, your mom's a mistress. People try to fight you. Like, I get it. You know, it's really his mom's fault. His mom's the worst. And that's really why he's acting like that. So I'm going to wait and see. But anyway, so that's that. No, and then like you get... can tell the evilness is in him. <laughs> I, I just know. Also, I watched the Chinese version. So I yes, know that man's going to become okay, evil. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And that Lil RM, as we call him, is Jae But, you know, we're calling him Lil RM. Lil RM. So, anyway. Anytime we yeah. talk about this drama, his <laughs> name will be Lil RM. So, then there's Min Jung, who is another, like, why is everybody the worst in this drama? So, she <laughs> is, like, a kid. She's their age. Like, they're all, like, 10, 11 or whatever. Oh, my gosh. She's but so, she's, that is a demon child. Demon. Yeah, so basically, her like little RM or... is not bad. Like you know, he has his drama that he's dealing with. Yeah. But Min Jung, evil, evil, evil. So Min Jung, her mother is like a, a servant, basically, and they're you know they're poor, whatever. And she, but she's like she acts like okay. So think of, this is the perfect way to characterize her. At the, the first time we see her in this drama, she is pretending that Jaehyun's house is her house. Like, she brings, literally brings friends to the front door and is like, oh, this is my house, guys. I just wanted to show it to you, but I, I have piano recital next, so I'll, I'll have to see you guys later. And, like, but before they leave, her mother comes out and her mom's like, hey, what's going on? Like, whatever. And, like, her mom is, like, clearly not a cultured lady. You know, she's not a wealthy woman. So, and she basically, like, ruins the vibe, ruins this lie that she was trying to tell because she has everybody at school thinking that she's a rich you know, perfect little girl. And basically her mother works hard to put food on the table, but she is so unfucking grateful. Her mother takes out loans yep. to buy her expensive things to so that she can pretend to this nice potch school. So that she can pretend and, and she's never grateful for the hard work that her mother puts in. 
her she's basically spends most of the time like yelling at her mother and saying that her mother's the worst and i was just like listen like i i mean like as you said lil rm you know he has some trauma that he had to work through like people were unnecessarily being mean to him and he is a bastard little boy so you know in korea that's a big deal so i get it but she is just such so ungrateful her idea of importance is only about like aesthetics and what people think of you she has no like there's nothing like I don't know how her mother like and I I could tell her mom seems like a decent person so her mother didn't raise her to be a spoiled like high fake high class bitch like nobody like nobody taught that to her that's stuff that she just developed on her own and you can see she's gonna get worse and obviously like Jay Jay he's gonna get worse as well too but so far you know the kids are kidding. Their parents are a mess. You cannot slip up on this drama. If you turn away for <laughs> a minute, like You're someone miss will everything. die probably. You will miss <laughs> like, everything. Every single thing. So, but we're really enjoying it. It's my first like weekend soap opera e Korean drama. So there's like 50 episodes of it, which is a lot, but um i'm excited and we we're gonna get i'm actually more excited for when we get to like the adult versions of them because um i'm kind of interested to see how that kind of like the how the switch happens and like everything that happens after that so i uh, yeah because we're just dealing right now with things that we really know kind of happen leading up to the big twist and the change of fortunes i guess but I'm excited, and yeah, we'll we'll let you know. And in, if you guys want to know, like, uh, Oh Yun So is playing Jang Bori, like the adult version. Kim Ji Hoon, who we discovered is super hot right now, <laughs> played, <laughs> played Lee Jae Hwa, and he is not super hot then. Uh, Lee Yoo Ri is playing Yeon Min Jung, and then yeah, which oh is how we so know that bitch gonna be psycho. Like one thing about Lee Ri, <laughs> she be playing psychopaths. <laughs> And um, Oh Chang Suk is playing Lee Jae Hee. So yeah, and oh, another main role is Sung Hyuk is playing Moon Ji Sang. So those are like the five main characters, and then we have like the supporting characters and whatever. But like so far, so good. I'm, you know, we'll get through it as quickly as we can. There are a lot of episodes though, and then we have Lie to Me. So you know, we love us some Yoon Hee. Get a job, please. And we're literally <laughs> the sole people who are keeping her employed right now like we're giving her royalties because we keep re-watching her shows yes so we are watching 2011 lie to me and i have watched this and nikki has watched this but nikki from um unbothered unease has not watched it it's been so a while watching it together yeah, yeah but it's been a, yeah. Wh- a while for both of us and it's been a while so we're literally nikki. rediscovering yeah what <laughs> yeah so um we were literally like is- oh yeah this happened <laughs> And this, oh, and this lady's in it, yes. Um, but so the plot, uh, according to my drama list, is uh, Gong Ah Jung, a level five Ministry of Culture official, gets entangled in a web of lies when she mistakenly lies that she's married to Hyun Ki Jun, a noble hotel manager from an affluent family. Their relationship is further complicated when Ki Jun's ex fiance and a close friend of his brother's, Oh Yoon Ju, reappears in his life. So basically, like, that's the whole thing. So we want to clarify here, okay? <laughs> Ajung did not say that she was married to him. She told no. she told some people she knew in the past, some old school friends, that she was married. And then it literally just spiraled from there because people saw them together. And it, like, people literally, 
with no evidence, mind you, like no concrete evidence and knowing these two people and knowing who they are, just assume that they secretly got married for some dumbest fuck reason. We don't know. But like, we're gonna, we're just rolling with it because this drama is so cute and it's so fun and rediscovering it is just like the best. It is honestly the perfect yeah, rom-com. Yeah, because here's so, the thing, right? For me, plays- mm-hmm. what I was saying for me, like I, like the only thing I remembered about this drama was just that I remembered not like in the last three episodes. I just remember thinking that the last three episodes were ridiculous but i do remember really enjoying it up until like that point you know yeah yeah no i get it um so like if you want to know the three leads are yunin he is playing gonga jung kanji huan is playing hyun ki jun and then the third wheel the brother is sung jun uh and he's playing the character of uh, hyun sang ki and so uh you're so far, we're four episodes in, and basically, we've gotten to a point where, like, now the lie has become has become bigger than both of them, and it's just in their best interest to continue with it. So she had already asked him to marry her, and he's like, "No, bitch." And so now they're at a position where he is he needs her to pretend to be his wife, and so um, you know that's kind of like where the episode four ended and then the but girlfriend so far, like, has I returned and the girlfriend returned the brother is best, there her, her hated ass <laughs> former best friend literally this bitch oh my god like why like you gotta be a special type of hater to be this bitch is literally getting physical pains because this girl might be happy like physical pain it is the funniest thing to watch. So, um, I think it's it's um Suran, right? Yeah, Soran is the character. Soran was her former best friend in school, and basically she um Ajang was in love with this guy who kind of was a loser. I mean, whatever. But anyway, she was in love with him and but she had no confidence. So she's like, you know, they're both in the same like they're trying to be office workers or whatever. So she's like, um, you know, once I pass this test, you know, I'm going to tell him my feelings. So Ryan literally stole this man and like happily stole this man from her, um, even though it technically wasn't her. But she knew she was her only friend and she knew that she. And I mean, it's not like she her. like it's not like she like secretly like whispered or anything either. Like she told no. her straight up like, oh, I want to tell this man to marry me. You know, like I'm going to yeah. ask this guy to date me type thing. So like, yeah, she knew. And she, like, was by her side while she was plotting this, all this stuff. So Soran literally hates Ajung for, like, no reason. And, like, the idea that Ajung not only is married, but that she's married to a man who's better than her young Jin, her husband, gives her physical pain. Like, <laughs> she took hateration to, like, the nth degree. She's so extra. <laughs> she's so extra. Like, literally, she's she seeds. She literally sits there and seeds that Adjun is living her life and being happy for no. Like I have never seen hate this strong before. Okay, and it's like you you think that Adjun like killed her parents or something. You know, like you would think that she she has done nothing to this woman. This woman literally just hates that she's happy or that she could be happy. It is insane, but it is it's insane in a funny way. So we're enjoying it. Um. It's ridiculous, but it's so cute. And the chemistry is there between 
um, yeah, Yunin He and her and her male leads as well. And yeah, we're really excited to see how it continues and for the famous kiss that we're gonna get. So yeah, we're enjoying it a lot. Um, it's a vibe. <laughs> I mean, there is there there is side stories with some people who don't really matter that much. I'm sorry, like the side couples are not that interesting. Yeah, it's like her so. father, and like we don't care. Anyways, uh-huh. <laughs> but. Yay! Books. So I'm assuming yeah. the only book you read was the Railed by the Easter Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the only um, book that I read. <laughs> so this is clearly going to be a longer episode, but um, so I did read three books in between, uh, well, four, including the Taylor Easter Bunny. So just quick synopsis, or not like re- just like quick of what went down in these books so the first one was like is like a real book i call i don't know why i say that because like the other two are books too but i don't know there's just something about the books that i find on kindle limited that i just i'm just like wow but the first book i read was um well it's not the first book i read but the first book i'm gonna talk about is vivid by beverly jenkins so this is like a historical romance it's by beverly jenkins um so the description says it's 1876 and Dr. Vivica Lancaster is frustrated by the limits placed upon female physicians of color. When she's offered the chance to set up a practice in a small all-back community of Grayson Grove, Michigan, she leaves her California home and heads east. The very determined Vivica is one of the few 19th century black women to graduate from the prestigious Women's Medical College of Pennsylvania, so she knows all about fighting for her rights. But she may need more than determination to face down the distractingly handsome Nate Grayson, the Grove's bullheaded mare. Nate Grayson goes to the trains expecting Dr. V. Lancaster to be a man. Of course he does, but when he, the lovely dark-skinned Vivica introduces herself, he is at first speechless, then full of some very loud and very choice words, hardering back on the train and out of his town. It's 1876 and women aren't supposed to be doctors. Men are. Nate Grayson is prepared to fight for that belief. However, he isn't prepared for the extraordinary beauties stubbornness and fire nor for the vivid way she heals then steals his heart so um it was cute um i gave it three out of five stars um it was really a 2.5 read i liked vivid as a character right and i Mm -hmm. liked like the different black history tidbits that were sprinkled throughout the novel however i didn't like them as a couple um i just found nate to be insufferable and there was something about like him constantly saying, you know, oh, she's a virgin, and like I'm the only one to have done this. Especially considering he was a divorced dad. Like, let's also remember that, like, he was a divorced dad, right? Because he had gotten a divorce. Like, the prologue talked about his divorce, and then he is like a father. So, like, just the constant emphasis on how virginal she was, and like he was the first man to do this to her, and the first man to do that to her. It just really turned me off. And also, he was a dick. Like, there's, like, a level, I think there's, like, a level of, like, oh, I don't want women around. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then there's, like, a different level. I did wonder, Ashley, with the way that you were reading the synopsis of, like, the first thing he does is try to, like, put her back on a train because women can't be doctors. I was, like, how do you, how do you make that sexy? But, okay, (laughs) I guess you do. It wasn't, it wasn't, (laughs) it was not sexy now, like, at all. Like, I just, like, it wasn't for, like, like, it, and this, I feel bad because this is, like, my third 
Beverly book and I've not rated any of her books over three stars yet but I think I always have an issue with the men like I always have an issue with her men in her books like I just didn't like him like I could not like him and so it just made it like I was just like yeah no so that's why I only gave it 2.5 um so then the next books that I read because I was on an ABO kick and so I read two um ABO books um so (laughs) the first one Secret Omega by Romy Lockhart. Secret Leto is going crazy is going stir crazy in a small town she grew up in, full of betas. Silver Lake is the safest place for an Omega in hiding, but she can't stand to spend another second trapped there. Passing for a beta at Goldcrest College is so much harder than she expects. The big city is full of alphas, and she's starting to attract some attention that could ruin her shot at freedom. Meeting a rare male omega and his alphas her perfume is triggered and there's no going back she can run for from herself but she can't run she can't hide from her true mates and it says secret omega is a standalone sweet omega verse romance with college aid characters serious theme and a happy ever after blah blah blah. girl (laughs) okay here's the thing with this book right it's 400 pages right you want to know how many chapters this book had how many a hundred and nine. Because um, each chapter was like two pages long and it irritated the shit out of me. It was so annoying. Like I was so bothered by the fact that you had a hundred page a hundred chapters in a four hundred page book. But you know, I was kinda enjoying it. Like the writing was really bad, but I was enjoying it for what it was, right? Like, oh, here's this Omega that's like hiding. And she is, like, try, like she wears, like, tight clothes to make herself uncomfortable. And she tries not to perfume and all that stuff. And then I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And then she meets, like, I forget. Like, I, I've already forgotten what her partner's names were. Because, like, there was too many of them. There were, like, three <laughs> of them. I don't care. But basically what happens is she goes, like, she goes to the school. She gets called, like, she gets caught as this, like, omega so she has to go to like omega academy because that's where they go and like the omega academy teaches them how to be good omegas for future alphas or whatever and so like the other beta the other omega ends up going with her and then he can he told everyone he was gay so that he could like be in the same suite as her but then like his two omegas like his two alphas they have also been trying to find a way to get secret out and it was just like it was like weird but like like it wasn't bad it was just weird for like the first like 70 minutes or so because it was just it was just like it was like a little bit of story a little bit of smut a little bit of story a little bit of something right then the next like the remaining like 10 percent happened and i was just like is it crack that this author is on like is that what it is because girl why they ended up having like like oh she has like a secret son like, not her, but, like, there's a secret son, and the secret son is related to one of the Alpha Omegas, and then, the, but then it turns out that they both of them have, like, a serial killer father who's trying to kill them, and then she gets kidnapped, and then the other one gets sent to, like, an Omega school that where, um, the Alphas, um, her, the guy Omega, I think his name was Kai, but Kai gets sent to, like, the, the, the Alpha school where the Alphas, they just, like, brutally murder Omegas, and then, Oh, it was like a Omega, like there was like a formal with the Omega, and like all of them go in and attack. I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> I was so confused. I was just like, "Huh?" I was like, "This shit make no sense." 
I was like, this makes no sense. Um, there is a second book though, and the girl is black, so I might read it. <laughs> because she the second book, because like the, the girl she made a, a appearance in this book in that she had her omegas and they not her omega, she had her alpha and then he got brutally killed, right? And so she got lost and she got thrown into that school. So then I guess her book is supposed to be like about her figuring out her new life without like the one Omega, like the one alpha that she had. But anyways, it was weird. I gave it two stars because I really didn't understand what the fuck was going on in the last like 10%. <laughs> because like it just made no sense. And like they all like ended up living together, but then like they killed her father. Like it was a whole thing. And then the next Omega book I read was I Think Not. And so this one is, this is a description. Nope, nope not gonna happen i may be an omega but i've got dreams and goals of my own and none of them include shacking up with a pack of raging alphas just because biology says i have to sure that time will come and i'll welcome it with open arms but for now i'm doing me i've managed to make a name for myself as the on the pack chat app unintentionally starting a movement that has earned him millions of followers along with plenty of enemies Namely, a rival group known as Red and Alpha. They drive me crazy with their constant lewd and rude remarks, and admittedly, their thirst traps showing off their hot bodies and abs for days. What? I'm in self-isolation, not dead, after all. They're the bane of my existence, but I'm pro at being oblivious. As my birthday looms, my bestie convinced me to attend a major influencer conference where my rivals and a and I are keynote speakers. I am determined to prove the real Bexley Carter is not the evil Omega they portray me as. I'll get in, get out, and stay long enough to figuratively give them the finger, or maybe literally. Time will tell. No thoughts of claiming or bonds or heat, since, you know, they hate me all and all. I should be safe, right? Because I think not. And it's like, I think not is a book. One in the Not Yours Omegaverse, a series of fast burn, reverse harm, romance standalones. Each book will end in a happy ever after and leave blah blah blah. Girl, this book. <laughs> Talk about. Listen, I. Girl, I don't even remember the names of the people. Oh, Shaw, Hawk, Crew, Exton, and Camden are like the guys. So basically, this girl, whose name I've already forgotten, I think I want to say her name is Bexley. I don't know. It just feels like it should be Bexley. <laughs> it probably... Yeah, it was. Bam. So, Bexley. Bexley, she... So, the reason why she didn't want to be in, like, a relationship is because she is... um Bexley, like, her her best friend had, like, her pack and they died. And she saw, like, the pain that they went to with the bond being broken. And so, she didn't mm-hmm. want that for herself. So, that's... so. She basically runs, like, a um, account that's, like, a TikTok-type thing. And they've been doing, like, oh, how to be, like, a good Omega. Or, like, how to be your independent Omega. And then, like, the guys, they have their own one called, like, how to be a good alpha or whatever. Honestly, I this book was just so basic. Like, the only reason I gave it three stars is because I loved Camden. I loved Camden. I didn't care about any of the other men. When we saw their POVs, I just could not give two shits. So Camden, and yes, that's the only thing I'm going to talk about is Camden. So Camden, he is a twin. He's twin to... Uh, Shaw? Shaw, maybe? Hawk? Crew? I don't know. He's twin to one of them. Once again... They were irrelevant. I only cared about Camden. (laughs) 
but he's twin yeah. to one of them, right? And he's twin to the beta, which I think is Shaw. So he's twin to Sh- no Axton. Axton's the beta. Haha. <laughs> he's twin to Axton. So he's twin to Axton, and but he never got a designation. So like they didn't know if he was Omega, Alpha, um, Beta, nothing. He never got a designation. When he meets up with her, because like they decided to send him because they're like, you know, you can ignore her Omega perfume because you don't have any signature. But when he meets her, they like immediately start making out because, and then she is like, she perfumes for him. And then he was like, that's never, like, no one's ever perfumed for me. And it turns out that he's actually an alpha. um, But he's his type of alpha is more of, like, not, like, the arrogant, like, alpha male type, but more of a beta type alpha, which works for her because she wants an alpha that's more beta, you know? And so yeah, he it was because... More, um, independence. Yeah. yeah. And so it kind of, and so it, it, it ends up working that, like, she when she performed for him they like ended up being like oh wait we like each other what's happening and then she meets the other guys and she perfumes for them as well um and so then they're like oh her heat is coming on even though she's like you know i'm not due for my heat for another four months so i can go on this trip and i'm like bitch your heat is gonna come in like two days once you're on the trip like of course i this is how this story goes so um and then like camden he's he's like the tech guy so he's been like he helps out and they had like a previous beta who got like kidnapped and like was like it was a whole thing she had like a stalker it was like i was like damn what is with these like um stories and like just having stalkers and like serial killers that want to murder omegas like what's going on but anyways, Camden was really cute and sweet. He took care of her. And then he was like, I, he was also a virgin, right? Um, and then she was like teaching him all the ropes. And he was like, how dare you leave me with this girl by herself, like by myself, knowing I've never had sex with anyone. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was playing with the thing. But um, yeah, he was like, how dare you leave me with her knowing that like, I don't know what to do with a pussy. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, so that's it. But Camden, Chef's Kiss, he's... The three stars that I gave this book is because of Camden. Like, that's literally the only reason. I don't care about anyone else. I don't know why I just never thought about them making ABO, like, novel novels. Because it felt... Girl, there's so many. Yeah, it feels like such a fan fiction thing. I honestly... The only time I've ever run into ABO was obviously Push My Luck. They're... Ichigo Rukio one, but also I ran into like a Boma Vegeta one on fan on like um, AO3. So those are the only two that I've ever read. I don't really. I've read. Any... I've, so I've not read any fanfic, but I read. So I read the the um Sweet Omega Verse series. So I've read almost all the books in that series, and that that's a book that TikTok made me read because they were like Lola and the Millionaires. Read that, and then. I started from, like, the first one, which was Baby and the Howlers, and I went all the way around. And it was funny because someone compared Baby and the Howlers to I Think Not, and I think it's very similar. Like, I think they have a very similar story. Um, so, mm. yeah. Anyways, so, okay. Easter Bunny. Railed by the Easter Bunny. <laughs> okay, so we read Railed by the Easter Bunny, which is the first of the Valley of the Old Gods books by Dahlia Davis, or Davies. And the synopsis is, 
the man who holds the power rules the valley, but I won't let him rule me. To get out from under his thumb, I'll make a bargain with the old gods. I'd sell my soul to be free of him, but the goddess of spring offers me a deal that feels too much like a reward to be safe. And when I'm delivered into the hands of her son, I start to wonder if I want to be free at all. Sorry, I have to click the more button. Never make a deal deals with the devil or the old gods. And so, okay, let's let's just start with that. This is a sixty-two page book, guys. So there's not really yeah, there's literally much of anything there's going on. nothing. So uh, basically, um, I can't even remember her name, guys. <laughs> what was this lady's uh, name? Li- li- no, Lily. 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 Was it Lily? I don't know. Lily, don't yeah, it is Lily. Though. Okay, so Lily based so here's the thing. This is what I really liked about the story. Everything that didn't have to do with her or fucking the Easter money. That's really the stuff that this book that I like. But, <laughs> but unfortunately for her <laughs> yeah, there is sixty two pages and fifty of them were about her fucking the yeah. Easter money. <laughs> yes. So basically, in this valley, in this world, the old gods are not really there so much. Like they can't I guess the way that they interact with the world is different. So they have their descendants and their descendants are supposed to have like aspects of their power. And that's what they use to rule these towns. So Lily is in a relationship with somebody who is a descendant of Easter, uh, the goddess of spring. And so, um, but he doesn't really have any technical power. He just has like some showy off kind of stuff that he can do, which is why people, like, let him get away with whatever the fuck he wants to get away with. But And he's trying to force her to marry him. So she's like, nah, I don't want to marry you. You're the worst. And, but basically, if she's not, if he turns against her, everybody's going to turn against her. Like, she can't even get gas to move to another city. Like, it's over for her there. So she's like, okay, well, I guess the only thing I can do is go to his great-grandma. So she goes to Easter, and Easter's like, you know, I have prepared for you because I knew you were coming. Because, you know, she's an old god. She sees things. So Lily goes there. Easter's like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to marry you to my son. You're going to have another heir. And that heir is going to have actual power. So you're going to be able to rule through, you know, your connection to me. So Lily's like, um, okay. I mean, like, she she really has nothing to do. Like, nothing else that, or another, no other options at this point, right? So Lily's like, okay. I guess I'm just going to have to do it. So uh, Lily goes down the rabbit hole, literally, and (laughs) meets the son, who I kind of skimmed over the description because I heard there was fur places. And I'm like, please don't be like, honestly, I just rabbit. Don't be like a giant version of that. (laughs) Honestly, God, I literally just I'm not picturing a rabbit. I can't. Either. I, it's either. just I can't. wrong. I can't. It's just wrong. Like, especially when she was like, oh, I tugged on his floppy ears. I'm like, no, please don't. Because, like, that's what it's yeah, supposed yeah. to be, like, a legitimate rabbit. Like, that's, that's fucking weird. It's like, it's like. That is so weird. weird. So I kind of just pictured a man with, like, white fuzz. And I was like, you know, I can live with this. And so, of course, you know, out of these 62 pages, probably, yeah, 50 of them is just them having sex. And, of course, like, you know, it's amazing, fantastic. She she really like she's she goes from oh, I don't know, I don't know, to like being like the leader of like, what they're literally, doing. She's, like really she's like, she's like, I wanna ride, I wanna ride, I wanna ride, I wanna ride. Like she was just like, Yeah, I'm getting on that dick, like right now. It was insane, actually. <laughs> I, 
And of course, it's always so huge until like you're actually doing the thing, and then I'm just, it's like not. I don't know. I don't I, get it. I don't but know. Anyways, like, how does no? Okay, random. Yeah. But I read a Minotaur porn book, not the one that I read. I read another one. Um, and I was like, finally, something realistic because Minotaurs are supposed to be huge. And so she was like, oh, only his head got in. And I was like, okay, only his head should get in because, like, there's no way you can take, you're a human. You cannot take a Minotaur dick. You can't. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So, I mean, you know, obviously, she's also, I mean, like, there, this is fantasy. So, you know, you do have to suspend reality, I guess, in some cases. But anyway, so she's his partner. Of course, he loves her forever and is dedicated to her, even though he's a literal god who will outlive her and probably has sex with everybody and their mama and other gods and shit. But, you know, she's special. Lily is special, guys. And so he's in love with her, insta-love, you know, and, you know, she's already pregnant and she goes to her ex, Jason, I think his name was, and, like, you know, shows her, shoves him her, her new power and shit like that. She's like, get the fuck out of my house. And all's well in her life. And that is the 62 pages of that book, guys. That's it. Um, I was so interested in everything outside of those two couple, this, those two characters. Like, I think the old world, like, the in- like it's, it's very much like Neil Gaiman with American Gods, you know? Like, old gods, new gods, and, like, you know, transitionary gods. Like, I love that shit. But, like, everything else? Sorry, no. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> what would you um, rate this book? Oh, I forgot how much I rated it. Let's go see what I rated it. I actually forgot. I think I gave it, like, a two stars or, like, three stars or something. But it was, like, it's only for the world. Like, I didn't care about anything else. Yes. Yeah, I can't remember if I actually even rated it or if, oh, yeah, if I, I said did, three it stars. I said, I said three stars, yeah. and then I said, you know what? That 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 the world itself was actually entertaining. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, that was like the best part of it. I hope she continues. Like, it's the first book of the series, so I'm hoping that she actually continues with the world. And then I just think it was kind of fucking. Weird. But I mean, we had to read it right because it was Easter, and like his yeah. cum tastes like marshmallows, so marshmallows and he only eats chocolate eggs chocolate like that eggs yeah like that so, and they, like, they just appear so this was, whenever this he wants was to literally an easter porn like that's literally what this yeah. was it was an easter porn yeah but yeah yep. okay all right so our freestyle is going to be some tier list yay so we're going to do two tier lists, and we are going to be ranking the title tracks from Got 7 and Twice. Woo! Okay. So who do you want to do first? Twice definitely have more. So I don't know if you want to start with them and then do Got 7 or what. Uh, Let's start with... Let's do Got 7 since they have less. Okay, sure. Okay, so we'll just go from song to song, and then we'll just, like, put it... In the categories. Yeah. So the categories are at the top, Stray Kids Could Never. And that's like the best of the best. Below that is 2 p.m. Wishes. <laughs> in the we middle, like 2 p.m., like, but we, it's just fun. Yeah. It's just for fun. Yes. <laughs> and then in the middle is Not Even on Jay Park's Best Day. And then we have like not meh. as fun titles with Meh and Z at the very bottom. So let's mm-hmm. start with 
girls, 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 they love me. What would you rank that? Um, honest to God, cross my heart. And I know this is your boy group, so I'll try to be as nice as possible. Um, <laughs> I would put that on me. <laughs> Fair enough. I think, like, it's definitely a very dated sound. And it's like, I would love, I love watching the music videos and the performances, but I really don't go back to the MV until I remember mm-hmm. that it's not a million views. And then I'm like, I should probably watch it. But yeah, I would put it in May as well. So next we have A. Where would you put that? Honestly, I don't even remember A. So it's going into ZZZ. <laughs> it's not working. It's not What's stop not working. Like that's a song. Oh, I know you yeah, want see? me. Girl, stop talking. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Fair enough. Fair enough. I put it in not even on Jay Park's best day because I once I I do like the MV. It's really cute. Santa is the girl, like the video vixen girl, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's in LA, and they actually have black people in the music video, and it's really fun. So I like it, but it's not like my favorite song from them either. Okay, so we have the next song, which is "Stop It, Stop It" or "Hajima Hajima." So where would you put that? Oh, not even on Jay Park's best day. I actually really like "Stop, yeah. Stop It." That's where I put it too. They look ridiculous in the music video, and um, I don't remember the music name? videos. I don't remember music videos. I don't remember any of these music videos. So me, my, is like the girl. My ranking girl of way. these, my ranking of yeah. these songs are simply based on how much I like the song. Like I don't remember the music video. Okay. Like I know. Okay, so like just right, I remember the music video. Obviously, iconic music yes. video. Um, hard carry music video and never ever those are the only three i remember the music videos for <laughs> everything else Fair enough. everything else is just the song okay okay so just right where would you put that i love just right i don't give a fuck what anyone wants to say that is going into 2 p.m witches i love okay. just right so I put, oh, I put Stop It, Stop It in Not Even on Jay Park's Best Day. I put Just Right in Stray Kids Could Never because it's one of my favorite songs in general. I love um, it. It's so good. Yeah. And then we have If You Do or Nigga Hamyan. Stray Kids Could Never. Stray Kids yes, Could that's Never. that's where I put it as well. Stray Kids Could Fucking Never. If You Do, honestly, when they did not become, like, world, like, when they did not become, like, K- Korean-wide, um, stars from if you do that's when i knew they were never gonna become like you know super popular in korea because like if you do if you do was so fucking good bro such a fucking good song yeah Yeah. um so we have fly which is actually fly that's the one that goes like is is that that one goes like oh yeah that's a song it's going in meh it's going in z for me i'm sorry i just don't like that song (laughs) Okay, oh, yeah. and we have come to Korea's favorite song from GOT7. Hot Korea. I don't love it, but it is a fun song. So I'm going to put is. it on in Not Even on Jay Park's Best Day. Yeah, I actually put it in 2PM Wishes because even though it's not like a song that I think is their best, it is so catchy and fun, and the energy 
in that song is is, is that like, was a like lot of fun. So yeah, so Hard Carry was one of like the songs where like it was one of the eras where I actually really paid attention to them and like yeah watched their stuff because like they're funny guys, they're fun guys. I like yeah. them. They're like okay. Um, never ever. I'm just gonna tell you right now, Stray Kids could never. That's where that's going. I love Never Ever. That was like one of the song, one of the songs that stuck in my ear by them. It was also one of the the eras that I loved the most watching them. Like that video of bam of them with the altered mics on the pajama show lives right free yes. in my mind. It lives right free in my mind. <laughs> I know mind. what you're talking about. That is so funny. You know, it's really like I never. I was still coming off a hard carry me like oh this group is weird and never ever came out and i really liked it i actually you remember the mic thing i remember when they were making that cake and yep. um each of them was going up to the mic and singing that's actually mm-hmm. what, what i strongly remembered from got seven and it actually made me soften towards them at the time so next is you are which is actually my co-worker's favorite song from them uh i love you are so i'm gonna put that in straight kids can never um, there it's going in two PM wishes because I like it, but I don't love it. Fair enough. And then we have "Look at Me Now." Dun, 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 oh, that's going in. I'm Z. gonna put that. I'm gonna put that in two PM wishes. I think I really like that song. Um, it's going in z, 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 z. And then sweet talk to me, babe. It's magical. Sweet lullaby. I'm gonna put that. In that's going in. Never. Not even. Not even on J Park's best day. And then we have Eclipse, which I'm gonna put in not even on J Park's best day. I like Eclipse, I that's, just don't love it. That's going in meh. Mm. <laughs> okay, you calling my name is honestly that's the the song that made me decide to get into God Seven. Straight Kids could never. Yeah, Straight Kids could never for me as well because I actually like that one. Um, and then not by the moon. I just not listened to it and I was bored. And then last piece I also just listened to and I was bored. So that's going into Zizizu. So not by the moon, I'm going to put in 2 p.m. wishes. And last piece, I'm going to put in not even on J Park's best day. So Mm -hmm. in Z, I do have songs in Z and May. So you can't say that I'm a super fan because I don't like all of their songs. I don't. I'm sorry. I just don't. But I do have five songs in Stray Kids Could Never. I have Just Right, If You Do, Never Ever, You Are, Lullaby, and You Call My Name. Oh, six. Six songs. Okay. So Fair enough. In okay, Shake so let's could get never, in. In Shake yeah. Could Never, yeah. I have If You Do, Never Ever, and You Call In My Name. Like, those are the three. And then in ZZZ, mm-hmm. I have A, Look, Not By The Moon, Last Piece. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I, it's funny. Those, let me see. I think I put, in 2 p.m. Wishes, I have Hard Carry, Look, and Not By The Moon. And not even on Jay Park's best day, I have A, got, I have, uh, what's that? Stop It, Stop It, Eclipse, and Last Piece, and then May's uh, Girls, 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 and Z is Fly. Because even though that's where they got their first win, I just don't like it. I'm sorry. Um, okay, let's go to Twice. Twice. All right. Okay. <laughs> I hate that they don't have, like, the actual names. It bothers me. But yeah, so we're going to have to guess some of these. Okay, so the first one so is, is, like, like I like yes. like oh so these are the topics. It's wow, so beautiful, risky, risky, wiggy, wiggy. Yeah, I'm Lydia, eh, and I'm gonna be a star. <laughs> yes, those are so. The tiers. Where would you put like ooh ah ooh ah? Um, I will put it on yeah, I'm Lydia. So which is a third? I put it. Yeah, 
I put it in Risky Risky Wiggy Wiggy because I really liked that song when it came out. I wasn't sure about them, but I it was a song that I, I like really it. Good. Like I like it too. Like I like like Ooh, uh. um and then yeah. we have Cheer Up, which is going in Wow, so beautiful. Like Cheer Up is a fucking banger. Yeah, fucking no, I banger. mean it's a star. It's a star. Okay, what the okay, fuck is that? And then TT. I think it's TT. No, that's that's TT. I mean, that's TT. Well, if it's that's in order, not it should... no, that's not TT. TT no, is... that's no, that's yeah, that's you're right. T-T. That's their last album. So it, sh- I thought this was in order, but I guess it's not in order. So, um, let me actually. Okay, how about this? I'm just gonna. We can go by the actual albums. So. Or the only thing is that in order to find the albums, you have to like know what the album covers look like, and I don't know what these album so, covers like, look like. I know. Oh yeah, cause like okay, so I see like yeah, that's not TT. TT is over. I I see TT. Yeah. I know where TT is. Like, okay, all well the way if you know over. if you know what TT is, why don't you, why don't we just pick TT and just kind of go in order from their singles? How about that? Okay, let's do that. I have right. yeah, I have their singles all up for their Korean okay. songs, anyways. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so TT, TT is going go to risky, 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 risky. Wiki, wiki. Yes, me too. <laughs> there you go. All right, and, and then, then knock, 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 knock came next, next right? But I yes. can't remember what knock knock's album cover looks like. Can you describe? It's it the to one me? with them like in those Hollywood Square. Oh yes, it's yeah, the it's the orange okay. one, right? The orange yes, one. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay, so I actually dislike Knock Knock so much. I do too. Um, is the bottom tier the worst one? Is that what it is? I'm going to yeah, be a star. I'm going to be a star. Yeah. I assume that is. So that's, that's, where, where, it's, putting it that's where it's going. Like, I, like that's the song I hate the most by them. Me too. Next, do we have... Wow. Is Single wow. next? Signal's next? Signal is next, and Signal is one of my favorite songs. Wow, so beautiful! So, <laughs> like listen i don't give a fuck what anyone else signal signal is a bop 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 like fuck anyone who says otherwise y'all don't got no taste i don't give a fuck so next up we have likey which is Um, honestly one of my favorite songs and that's the instagram right that's the instagram cover right uh well the one I have here is of them sort of like uh it says likey on it or it should say likey on it. Let me see. Um Oh no, you know where it is? You see where feel special is? Underneath it. That's where feel likey special? is. Feel special? Yeah. I don't see feel special. So you should see it. It's um okay. So it's You know where the Christmas one is? At the very bottom on the Are you left, sure it's not the, the Instagram? Are you sure it's not the Instagram no, cover? I'm telling you it's not the Instagram because it literally says likey on it. So, um, Am I blind? I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> Where are you sending it? I, I don't know. Like, I'm sending it on Zencaster. Okay, so there is Twistagram. Because that's the, one, the album with likey. Yeah, so that's the Instagram cover. Bitch, I literally just cover? said that. That's the Instagram cover, yes. Well, I was. I said it's the one under Feel Special. Do you not see Feel Special above it? No. No. <laughs> oh my god, oh. this bitch had me here thinking I'm going crazy. I'm like, no, like he was on the Instagram is what was on Twistagram. Bitch, okay. bye. Anyways, I, I'm putting it in. Yeah, I'm Lydia. <laughs> 
I put it in well, so beautiful because it's. Actually I know because you love it. You yeah. Yes. For me, it just um, it's just too insipid. Like it just gets so clawing. Like I can't listen to it yeah. more than like two times. Okay, so well, we can do the Christmas album one because that's like that's merry, merry so and I'm, happy, right? Merry and yes, happy. Yes. That's gonna go in yes. eh. Just because I do like, I did like the the because it's an R and B vibe, and I like the music video. I thought the music video was good, um, but overall, you know, it's meh. I don't hate it, but it's you know, so it goes into the eh. One. I don't think Twice should do any slow song or slowish songs or anything like that. I just didn't like it. Um, I put it in. I'm gonna be a star. So the next one is What Is Love, which is the big oh my god, I mark. fucking love What Is Love. It's going into risky, risky, wiggy, wiggy. I wanna know, no, no, no. What is love? Da, da, I put da, it in. Da, yeah, da, I'm Lydia. I'm not. I love the music video. I love it. It's such a fun song. And then the next one that came after "What Is Love" is the one that's basically um, "What Is Summer Love." Nights. Well, summer, summer nights. Summer nights, which has had dance oh, the night summer away. nights. Yeah. Then oh, that's going into eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put it in. Yeah, I'm not really a huge fan of Dance the Night Away. They look lovely, but that's about it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, so next would be Yes or Yes, which is the rapiest song of all time. But I really do love that song. I don't care. So I'm uh, gonna put yes, yes, yes or oh, yes. yes. Um, it's going ris- into risky, wiggy, for me. <laughs> it's going into eh for me. Just because I don't like it. I didn't like the song, and I didn't like... I hated their the, the dance for it. Was not the vibe. Really? Oh, that was so cute. Okay, but anyways, that's fine. Okay, so... I hated their next. choreo. Uh, oh, wait, no, I'm okay. lying. I hated the song. The choreo made me warm up to it a little bit more, but I also thought that they were bad at the choreo. So, yeah. Okay, next one. <laughs> Fancy you. The queen. The, the legend. Everything, yes, everything great and fantastic in this world is is a part of that. So, wow, so beautiful for me. Which cover is Fancy You, though? It's the one that says Fancy with the girls, like, kind of all looking in different directions. How can you even see that? Oh, my God, I need new eyes. Okay, maybe. Or maybe you have glasses? No? Yeah? I have glasses, and I can't. Oh, I see it now. Listen, okay. yeah, now that I see it, now I'm like, oh, yeah, that is fancy. But, yeah, I love fancy you. <laughs> and you know I fancy you. Yeah, so that's going okay. to Wow, So Beautiful. Okay. Next is Feel Special. Wait, we're missing a song. Which one? We're missing the song that sounds like What is Love. Heart Shaker? I think I just realized that we were missing yes. Heart Shaker. Heart Shaker. I don't know what album Heart Shaker was on. Let me go back. You're right. That's what we're missing. Because I'm like, Heartshaker and Heartshaker What is Love came out around... Well, Heartshaker came out around the Likey Signal era. Oh, that was in oh. Mary and Appy. That, that wasn't was in, Mary and Happy. I didn't even know that. Oh, well, in that case, I have to move Mary and Happy from Ed because I like Heartshaker. So I'm going to put it into Yeah, I'm Liddy because I like Heartshaker. Um, yeah. yeah, actually, I'm going to move it up to you because I do like Heartshaker. I'm going to put it up to Ed. Okay, that's fine. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So now feel special. Feel special. Um yes. so I don't mind feel special, but it's it doesn't re- it's not really like 
a banger for me, to be no, honest. It's a risky, um, risky, wiggy, wiggy. So I'm going to put it in, yeah, I'm litty. Like, I really do like it. It's a, yeah, I'm litty. Yeah, but not there. It's not the top. Okay, so then, let's see, hold on. There was a Japanese album, and then we got to more and more, which was so polarizing, I think, when it came I'm going to be um, a star. Do you know what the problem is? The problem is I heard, like, I didn't mind more and more. Like, if I hadn't heard the original version, I think it was, I, I forgot who sang it. Um, I want to say it was, like, Charlie or something. Like, one of these pop stars mm-hmm. sang the original version. If I never heard the original version, I could have put more and more in eh. But I've heard the original version, and so it's going into I'm going to be a star. Fair enough. I just don't think it's that good of a song. I mean... You could show me as many G Hills Ben Cams as you want. I just still don't think it's that great of a song. I'm sorry. No, I agree um, with you. And then, but like yeah, the, but like that's this, why I'm gonna yeah. send you like the original yeah. version. Like it actually sounds really good in like the that. original, like the original like Western version. It sounds really good. But Twice mm-hmm. did not do it justice. I'm and sorry. Then, okay. <laughs> next we have Eyes Wide Open with I Can't Stop Me. Um, Can't I stop me. Oh, I actually like that. That's going to risk. Yeah. yeah. Risky, risky, wiggy, that's where the, That's where it comes from. So, risky, risky, wiggy, mm-hmm. wiggy. This is an emergency. So, and then afterwards, we have Taste of Love with the polarizing alcohol-free. I'm going to put alcohol it in. I'm going to be a star. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be a star. Alcohol-free. That was really right. not good. That is not good at all. And then we have... Perfect oh Perfect World is a really good song. Um and it had better on it. Oh, that's a really that's actually their best Japanese album. Anyways, um, so I think in between that we have Cry For Me. So I love Cry For Me. I put it in while I love Cry that's For Me too. Songs. It's yeah. really good. Cry For Me is yeah. going into like I like Cry For Me, ooh, I sing that all the time. So it's going into Wow yes. So Beautiful. And then we have um, the feels their English single where I'm gonna put that in. I'm gonna be a star. Sorry. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even remember <laughs> yeah. how it goes, so it's going in. I'm gonna be a star. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, you know, you know, nope. I got the feels. Nope. <laughs> okay, so this might Fine. be. You know what? I'm not gonna say it on recording. I'll talk to you separately and yeah. say what I have to say. But okay. I have like a very spicy topic to okay. say. But yeah. All right, then what's okay, next? Okay, then the last one is Formula of Love, O plus T equals heart, which is the one that had the scientist. And I'm going to put okay. it in eh. Yeah, I'm putting it in eh as well. Because here's the yeah, thing. Because like, yeah. this is the title tracks that we're reading, not like, you know, the albums itself. The album. um, I'm going to, yeah. yeah, so I'm going to put it in eh because I didn't like scientists as the title track, but they had two songs on the album that I really liked. But overall, oh yeah, Ooh, that's fun. So yeah, wow, are you, so are beautiful. You about Moonlight, because Moonlight was like amazing, and they should yeah. drop that. Yeah, okay, yeah, but yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so for me, in Wow, so beautiful, we have Cheer Up, Signal, Fancy, and Cry for Me. In Risky, Risky, Wiggy, Wiggy, we have TT, What Is Love, and um. <laughs> Wait, what's this? What's the title track that's on Eyes Wide Open? Um, I can't stop me. Oh, can't stop me. <laughs> Why could I not remember that? 
but it's probably because I never listened to the album, but can't stop me. And then in Yeah, I'm Lady, we have Likey, um, Like Ooh Ah, Heart Shaker, and Feel Special. In Eh, um, Dance the Night Away, that's the one. Um, yes or Yes, and Scientist. And then I'm going to be a star, Knock Knock, More and More, um, whatever Taste of Love had. Which What is that? What did they have? Alcohol Free. Alcohol free, and then yeah. the feels. You know what's fun? Like honestly, I will say the song that I dislike the absolute most by them is "Knock Knock." Knock Knock, I literally yeah. dislike the most. Knock like, Knock is not dislike. A good song. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay, so for me, I'm gonna do "Wow So Beautiful" is "Cheer Up," of course. Signal, <laughs> Likey, Fancy, Cry For Me. And I also put Better, which is one of the Japanese songs. I added a couple of Japanese songs that I actually know that I that I love just because of that. Okay. Um, and then in Risky Risky Wiki Wiki, I put TT, I think. No, I think that's um, Like Ooh Ah Ooh. And then it's mm-hmm. TT. And then Yes or Yes. Then Feel Special, Eyes Wide Open. And then I put um, Breakthrough which is a Japanese song. In Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm Liddy, I put um, What is Love, I think. Yeah, and Perfect World. And then in Eh, I put Merry and Happy, Summer Nights, which had Dance the Night Away, and that Formula of Love scientist thing. And then I'm Gonna Be a Star, I put Knock Knock, I put More and More, I put Alcohol Free, and I put The Feels. Yeah. So that was fun. There's still like nine other like <laughs> songs from their Japanese. Twice has drops. You know what's funny? Twice is a year younger than God Seven. Look at the amount of music Twice has dropped versus the amount of music that God Seven has. I mean, this doesn't include the Japanese singles, but they don't have that many Japanese singles either. So it's insane, right? But anyways, yes, that's the this episode. This was fun. Yay! Yeah, so it was um... really fun. <laughs> where can they find you Nat? uh they can find us at soju chronicles on gmail they can find me at t22 nat on twitter or they can find you at x o nip is that it nini <laughs> p. p see i knew there was a p there uh <laughs> but we are soju chronicles and thank you for spending the time and if you have any questions comments or concerns you can always reach out to us um, on gmail at sojuchronicles at gmail.com or on twitter at sojuchronicles as i mentioned before if there's something that you think we should check out let us know uh i saw that somebody had nominated us for the kpsn so um thanks thank you <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it so much yeah yeah thanks and thanks for the support have a and Amanda has not listened to our last episode yet because she did not DM me to ask when she could um, guest on her show. So I just thought I would throw that out there. So she's going to know that we're talking <laughs> schmuck about her two times in a row now. And never she gets to this episode. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>